What the hell's the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ballsy, America's ballsiest podcast, or at least the Dallas Morning News' ballsiest podcast. I'm Evan Grant. <laughs> I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn, and I want to ask Evan Grant, can you count how many words Cam Newton uh, delivered in his post-game news conference yesterday? Yeah, because here it is. It's the day after the Super Bowl, Yeah, and the, the, the big story, everybody tuned in last night. I don't know if you're aware of this. We had a six-hour pregame show yeah. to see Cam Newton's post-game press conference. Is that what it's about? Is it about Cam Newton's post-game press conference? No, it's not about his post-game press conference. So then why are we leading off with this? Uh, because this is the one thing that you're making the biggest mistake on, and that's why we decided to go right to that. Do you think, well, you think it's no big deal, correct? I think it's I, – look, I don't think it's a great look. I think I, – I wish he would have answered the questions a little bit more um, – uh, detailed. I don't see. For for me, on the stage where you're the quarterback in the biggest game of the year, that scene is just fine. You come across as sullen. That sets the that sets the the note for what you want to convey to your readers in our business. He was sullen. He had very little to say. He was obviously disappointed. What more? What great quote has ever come out of the Super Bowl? It's not press, a question. It's not a question conference. of being a great quote. It's a question of being professional. And this is what you do: you sit up there and you and you take the questions from people. And you, and and here's the thing that he look. I didn't have a big problem with the fact that he was you know in games when he was winning and being demonstrative and having a great time. I didn't have a big problem. I didn't like it, but I didn't have a big problem with it. I, I did have a, I did have a problem somewhat of him on the sideline orchestrating uh, things where there's. 15 guys standing there during a game posing and and, uh, and dabbing and doing all kinds of crazy stuff during a game to the other team. I, I think that's unprofessional to do that kind of stuff. Well, they weren't doing it to the other team. Well, they Of course they're doing it to the other team. <laughs> the, other, the other team is out there the playing. Team, what, are they not looking? So uh, that's, not that's unprofessional. standing over guys. But my biggest problem with that is if you're going to be that way, if you're going to be so over the top when you win, you cannot go out there and pull your head into a shell when you lose. You got if you're gonna you're not winning with class. That's not really class to win that way. It's it's having fun, but it's not winning with class. Then you need to at least try to lose with some class. Show something because look, here's the deal. In the end, well, wait what, minute, what wait do we want to say so or not? You're a role model for all these kids out here. So that's what the that's what the role model is for these kids. We want we want Cam to listen. I'm all for him being a, a role model for kids today. Kids love him. They're crazy about him, right? right? So that's what we want to see. When you lose, this is how you act. I, I, I don't want to see that. No. But I'm also going to say that to sit here, to sit on, on Twitter last night and on social media and on the post-game show and dissect what he said in that post-game press conference, and you've been to Super Bowls, you know what that atmosphere is like. Right. It's a stupid zoo in there. I, I just watch video on here. I just watch video on here from Deadspin of at, with kind of enhanced audio and Cam sitting there, there's the curtain, and on the other side is a Denver defensive player very audibly going off on how while he while Cam's answering questions how they shut Cam down and shut him up. So it's it's not the best environment to try and get guys to to say what they what is best. And let's face facts, Cam's been ripped all year for being exuberant. 
Not by not by me. Not by you, but unfairly he's been he's been ripped for being exuberant. Hey, we live in a Twitter world. We live in a, the world of uh, Instagram and everything. Everybody complains about everything, right. and that and that was just, that, that was just a bullet point of what people c- could complain about. Look at the other social media phenomenon of last night. It's Eli Manning's response from the skybox to Peyton scoring to the Broncos scoring the go ahead touchdown, and Eli looked kind of like he had Manning face. You know, he kind of looked dumb. No, that's just that's just that's Eli. Eli. That's Eli's just face. Eli. That's Eli's but, face. Yeah. You can't even just you're sitting in a skybox watching the game, and you didn't orchestrate some great. Um, well, have you ever noticed so, all the Jerry Jones, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, photos that show up? Oh, oh no, photos that show up afterwards. I think we've given this. I hate to. I hate to take control, but I think we've given this enough time. Oh, wait, Let's wait, talk wait, about a lousy game. I want to say one one, th- one thing about it, though it, is it, that too. I think your demeanor, certainly as a quarterback. Is, is sends a message not only to fans but to your team, right? So when when Cam is winning, he's really high and he's having a great time, right? Right. Now what what was his demeanor last night when they were not winning? They were not out of the game. They were never out of the game. But what was his demeanor for most of the game? For most of the game, his demeanor was ugh, frustration, well, frustration. But, well, if and he, so you're sending that message well, to the rest wait, of your team, which brings but, but, us wait, to wait, the wait, real wait, story wait. of Barry. You've tried to take no, control. no, no. If 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 he Barry, if he was jolly, Barry, Evan, 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 I'm gonna put Trump you in the says, corner. Be quiet. I'm gonna put you in the corner. Be quiet. I'm yeah. not saying for him to be jolly. I'm saying for him to say, "Hey, let's go. Come on, we got this." But then people would be objecting to that. No, they would not. No one would object. Too demonstrative. It, 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 no. We live in a, you cannot win when you're when you're in the I, arena. I really do think this, this is if if you want to get to the deeper social aspect oh, of this, I Evan think that Graham. that Cam is. And, and because of what's taken place over the past six weeks, and then with the kind of the comparison between between classy Peyton and exuberant showman Cam, we get down to a deeper social aspect that comes down to race and that in sports. And, and I think that whatever Cam did, he was going to be vilified for exactly. in that matchup against. So, Peyton. I, I think there's what, some. Did you meet with Dr. Ruth before the show? No, I, I Dr. Think Ruth is sex. I think there's some truth to that. What you just said, but here's the thing: it's not just comparing him to Peyton. It's comparing him to every quarterback who's ever played the game. How many quarterbacks have you ever seen successful quarterbacks, Super Bowl quarterbacks, as exuberant as Cam Newton? None. Black, <laughs> white, Hispanic, Native American, none. They're right. all they're all like accountants up there. You know, that's just the way that it, that's what everybody has come to expect of the quarterback but, position. But, well, okay, Why? But, but, but he, we, we ex- I'm we, not saying it's right or wrong. I'm right. just saying that's what we're, we've come we're, to expect. We're in the age of new media. There's there's money to be made by being the way he is. I'm not saying that's why he, he does that. But it, we live in a whole different world from when uh, uh, Don Meredith – oh, Don Meredith was never – Roger Staubach was in the Super, was Super Bowl. whole different world. Don Meredith was never in the Super Bowl. I know. Yeah. But Don Meredith was a very happy guy. He was. Very demonstrative. Can we get to the real story? Let's talk Go to ahead. the game. Let's talk the, about the real game. story. Is defense is Wade defense. Phillips? I think it, Rick it was Gosling not Peyton Manning this. and Peyton Manning going out. No, it, was, it wasn't Cam Newton either. It wasn't Cam Newton. It was Wade Phillips, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Ware, not Demarcus, <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. No, 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 <laughs> and Von Miller. So it had a very Dallas uh, angle to this Super Bowl. I tell you, the, to me, the whole game came apart for Carolina. When Cam Newton, I hate to put this back on Cam Newton again, he's standing down there in the right in the shadow of his own end zone, and he is standing, and he's, and he's locked into the left side over here, and here comes Von Miller on the, not his blind side, but on, but on the side where he should be 
feeling that. He should be looking at him, he right? He should at least have a feel and has no idea. And Von Miller runs up and not only hits him, but takes Sh- the ball away the from ball. him. That was the first strip sack. Yes, that was that's almost strip. very nearly a situation where he almost just took it from him and turned around and walked into the end zone. Well, he, he stripped it, but he almost had it in his hands and took it away from him. It was like watching a Sandlot football game, and a kid runs up and takes the football away from him. I, I, you, I don't know that you could go back in history and find – a team that has played two quarterbacks and two pretty good quarterbacks and Brady and Newton back to back and and managed to hit those guys as much as the Broncos have hit quarterbacks in the in the final two games of the season. I I thought Denver was going to lose by 10 points. I thought that the defenses were Denver's defense was better, but Carolina's defense was pretty good and yeah, the offense right. there was you, no you match. You should have read the predictions in the Dallas Morning News you, on, you sun, had, on Sunday. You had Carolina winning by 4, right? I said Carolina 21-17. Barry, uh, did you? I had Denver. Thank you. Yeah, sure you did. I, uh, <laughs> I don't fancy. I had Denver. Fans. Kevin and I did uh, Sports Day on air the other That's, day. That is true. And I asked Kevin. I said, Kevin, I'll let you make the first pick, and I'll go opposite you, no matter what. I, you I and have, I had, as I recall, I had to tell you what your predicted score was. But I had, but I had, but I had the team. I think winning. you had twenty-four points. I did have twenty-four points, but my problem was I thought that uh, Peyton would be knocked out of the game. Okay, Cam. Okay, Cam win. Horn, making it all about yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do have to give Rick Gosling of our place a lot of credit because he did say or has had said all during the two weeks that the Denver defense would be the story, that it was a superb defense. And we all said, say this over and over again, defense wins championships. I'm, I'm a little bit upset with myself that I underestimated the, the Denver defense as much as I did. I don't think it was an underestimating the defense. It's, look, if, we, if you take away – and I, you can't take them away, but look, the Von Miller stripped down by the end zone, right? That gives you one touchdown. That's seven. Uh, and, then, and then there's the other, the other strip, which was down there by the other end it's zone. It's a four-yard line. Yeah, absolutely. So that sets up two touchdowns 15 right there. Points 15 points because of two-point conversion. And then the other touchdown was set up by a long punt return. No, if you take those 15 points away, it's a 10-9 You game. can't do that. No, it's part but, of the game. But you it's set up for if, you. It's it, a, it happened. He always hates. He, he I loves hate to those say ifs. that. I'm I'm just saying that if that that, that was that was the entire difference. So so is the star of this game is it Von Miller and Demarcus Ware or is it Wade Phillips? It's, I, the, it's the player. It's got to be the players. The but players you have to give a, you have to give Wade credit for 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 putting in installing the defense. He I, had an extra week and he came up with a brilliant strategy plan. I, I agree. I, I I I think he did a great job of coaching. But it's and every coach will tell you this. You're only as good as your player. Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's the thing I, I really noticed in this game is, is that you don't see it very much from other uh, coordinators is that, you know, typically your defensive ends, they lock up with the guys on the outside and they either beat them, you know, with a bull rush or they beat them by going wide around them. And that's what they do. If you watch this game, they're constantly uh, having these guys flip. Moving. You know, and they're stunning. You know, and, and you don't usually see that a lot in defensive ends stunning like that where – where DeMarcus Ware locks up with a tackle for just a second, then all of a sudden he swims around to the outside and comes around this whole big, huge pack, and you see the tackle pointing and saying, like, like who, are you, who are you pointing to at this point to pick this guy up? Forgive, forgive me here, because I'm not the football expert that you are. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, is DeMarcus Ware not one of the most athletic defensive ends in the game? Well, he has been, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and I mean that's why I think you can do well, that stuff. These are two guys with relentless effort. These are, yeah, he's not a Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's a lot bigger right. than Demarcus Ware. He's he, going to bully you. Yeah, right. He's that's what he's going to have to do. Demarcus Ware's a smaller defensive end, and and of course, and actually, these guys are in Denver's scheme are actually linebackers who right. are lined up. They on, call them on linebackers, those. but they're defensive ends. But they're they're tip, yeah, absolutely. But you can drop those guys in coverage. How about that Von Miller play? 
where he's in coverage and he's going down the sideline and he's, he's twenty yards down the field. He's done front and he kind of and he breaks up the play. He's running right with the guy. You know what they called him at A and M? Vonnie football. They did not. They call him did call him Vonnie football. football. But we remember when we had R.C. Slocum on a couple of weeks ago. He talked about Von Miller and about how he, he knew he was going to be a great player because they couldn't block him. They, they could never block it. And, and I, you know, that is one of the great, and it was something I didn't really realize until it was mentioned once or twice this past week, but that is a pretty great story. You know, Von Miller was the number two pick overall, Cam right there. behind Cam Newton. Right behind Cam Newton, yeah. yeah. How about that? That's two pretty good picks. Yeah. yeah. Now, and with, listen, if, if Carolina had won that game, what would we be saying about Coney Ely? Yeah. What an unbelievable game he had. He did. You know, he, he had three three sacks. Uh, one strip, one uh, one caused one fumble. Uh, he was he was tremendous in that is, game. Is, is sacking Peyton Manning the equivalent of sacking Cam Newton? Uh, here's the thing about Cam Newton. I thought that this is something if you were going to criticize Cam Newton for during this game is the fact that I don't think he did not feel the rush. He did not, and, and he didn't get out. It was like he was determined to show everybody I'm a passer. Right. You know, and it's like listen, man, when you're when you're six five, two hundred and fifty, two hundred sixty pounds, get out and run a little bit. You know, get get this game going. It's, it's not happening. What you're doing now, you're, your now, guys are not getting open. Again, is that is that on Cam, or did they not come up with a very good scheme for this game with a good offensive game plan? Well, it's Mike Shula. I was never a big Mike Shula fan, uh, but you know they they were doing all right with the, with this group, you know, and his wide receivers. And of course, you know he's got an unbelievable arm, and and uh, there were some passes that were dropped. But yeah, I just think to me, you're the quarterback. The I think at one point I heard Phil Simms say he threw he was throwing the ball too hard. Well, he did say that. He did say that. I don't. uh, I think he he did say that, and and if you went back and looked at the replay, that was on a pass to Ted Ginn, and the replay showed Ted Ginn kind of short arming the ball. Well, yeah, Yeah. well, exactly. So that's Phil Sims is a whole different story, Barry. That's why Ted Ginn is on his what what number team is he on? He's never been a wide receiver. He's just been a, 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 return. a return specialist trying Speed to make. It. Although you know he was pretty good, I thought yesterday. I didn't think he had a bad game. But I, uh, to me, the, the big situation is if you're in a game like that where the defense is so good. I, I figure that, that Von Miller was going to be the spy on on Cam Newton in this game because because how could you how could you lose in that? You're putting your best athlete on their best athlete, and and so you just want him to follow him the entire game. Right. I thought he'd be the guy chasing him up and down the field. You know, I thought that that uh, Cam would be trying to get loose because it was going to be a big defensive game, and he just never did that. He had I don't know how many runs he ended up with. What were his, what were the stats on on uh, on Newton's rushing? I don't he have had, it here. He had a couple of runs that were decent. Yeah, but he didn't really try to make anything happen. No. I did hear this this morning that the, the the Broncos were the first team to ever win the Super Bowl with under 200 yards of total offense. Is that right? Yeah. Ever ever yeah. win a Super Bowl? Yeah. So what is that? So Peyton Manning in his last game has a for, a pretty lousy game. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Barely, Peyton Manning's rating. We're getting right into your strong ratings numbers. Peyton Manning's quarterback rating barely outdid the national TV rating. I believe Peyton was a fifty-six, and nationally, I think the game did a forty-nine. Forty-nine. Yeah. Now, you know what I would like to look up uh, as long as we're talking about Denver and we're talking about a former quarterback at Denver, John Elway, as we may recall, what he did in his final game when he finally won a Super Bowl. You remember all those years he was such a great player, and not until they got Terrell Davis did they actually win a Super Bowl. And uh, and I believe in those games, he was pretty much just a bus driver in those. So, so are we saying that maybe in three years from now, Tony Romo will be old enough to be a bus driver? To be a bus driver. Not even a bus. 
He was not even a bus driver yesterday. Peyton he didn't Manning. even drive bus. He wasn't even, no, he did he, not drive bus. He, he was. He was. He wasn't the mechanic, or I don't know what he was. He took the tickets of people getting on the bus. No, you know, you know I, this is this was the reason why I picked he Carolina was a, to he win. He was a bystander. He was. This is why I picked Carolina to win because I thought the defenses would pretty much cancel each other out, and then it'd be come down to the quarterbacks, and, and the, Cam would play better right. than than uh, than Peyton would. Now here here's another aspect of social media that I followed last night, and there was, uh, and, and again, Twitter is it should just be rename the complaint Band. department. Yeah. But there was comment after comment about what a boring game it was, what a boring game it was, what a boring game it was. For me, yeah, you'd love to see more great off athletic offensive plays, but I thought for this defense to shut down that offense the way that it did, that's a one of the greatest defensive performances in a Super Bowl, and there's nothing wrong with great defensive performances in in big games. But people were expect were shootout Cam Newton. That's what people right. well, they want shootouts, right? But that doesn't you're right. That doesn't make a they, big game. What they want is in the in the AFC in the NFC Championship, they want it to be in Green Bay, and they want a defensive game in which one touchdown is scored on the frozen tundra, and in the Super Bowl they want a shutout. That's I what do, they want every year. I do think though in this game, and I know Barry hates these what ifs, but you know if. If you, if you don't have the fumbles by Carolina, where we get the one fumble, we get the one fumble with a guy coming down and and he's he puts his head down to hit a guy, right? And when he puts the head down, he's he's only got one hand on the ball. It's like if you're going to lower your head to hit somebody, put both hands on the ball. What if Cam Newton had a great game? No. What if he, what if he threw? Four See, that's, that's the problem with the way you. What if it didn't happen? It's Don't like, give this me This is what like if. when I argue with my wife. <laughs> you know, I say one thing and then she takes it three steps further. But here's here's why it's here's why it's a point. It's because that's that's not a fumble caused by oh what a great defensive play by this this fella here. It's it's caused by a stupid play by this guy. It's after a nine yard gain. The point is is that if if, if these kind of things don't happen, it may change complexion of the game. It's not like they were running into a wall for. Fifty, you know, sixty minutes. Kevin, I want to get into the last fumble and the the the, the absolute game breaker, uh, and that was the second Why are one. You that, looking at him the whole time. Can you turn around? Because so you, you can say things too? like the what because if. Because you say stuff like, "What if?" Well, what if? What if? I don't want to hear what ifs. So, then you the, take away what we do for a living. The last fumble uh, is another Von Miller strip sack, and it, yes. it, it's the one that people have the visual of now. Where it looked like Cam was going for the ball, I think you and I both had kind was of not a, going for the ball. Cam was not going for the was ball. not going for the he ball. Was, no, it looked like he was going for the ball and then stepped back. And stepped back. And and I heard you know business decision comments about this last night. Phil Sims ripped him, but I thought from where I was watching and watched on the replay that it was very possible Cam saw his offensive lineman diving on that ball and thought that the only thing he does there is if he dives into it, he potentially knocks that ball loose. The is that a lineman, viable? The offensive lineman is reaching out. for It's very almost kind of creepy looking. He's under a pile, and you see this hand go out, and he's got his hand on top of the ball, and he's trying to pull it back to him. And that was right when Cam was going for it. He probably realizes that's his guy. Uh, you know, at that point— you, Is that excusable? Is, is, is that— No, no, he, he's got to go for the ball. Okay. He's got to go for the ball. But here's the thing in the end. I thought— the, the most unfair statement made of anything I've seen was what Phil Simms said about Cam Newton at that point. His only conclusion was he just didn't want the ball. He didn't want to try to win the game. And I think that was incredibly unfair for him to say It that. may have been a bad decision not to go for the ball, but yes. I, think it's, I think it's reasonable to think he saw that his offensive lineman had it and he could only interfere with the ball. I, 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 the thing that I was going through my head was in that in any of those kind of situations, is that especially with quarterbacks, is that I, you know, there was some concern that maybe Cam's left shoulder was bothering him. If he, if he dives in there, am I going you know, to rip my shoulder up right. if I do that? That's the business decision. Right. Evan, why don't you just scan down 
your your little transcript. What did Cam have to say about that after? He the didn't game? answer the question, Barry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we get back to what you want to talk about: ripping Cam Newton. I don't want to talk about ripping Cam Newton. I don't think he should be ripped. You don't think he should be ripped for for not uh, for the po- the post game? Yeah, he should be ripped. That should not be the focus of everybody's you know life. No, that, that, you know what you know what that's the focus. He should have talked. He should have talked more. He didn't. Let's, let's there were talk. there were two reasons why that was the focus. So one because of all the build up before the game about Cam, and so he's going to be the focus of it anyway. And two because most people saw it as a somewhat boring game, and that there's no there are no great highlights to talk about in the game. It wasn't. You, you had the two defensive players who were great. Two, yeah. Coney right. Ely and, and that's, on when, the Carolina side. If you side. watch the TV coverage, especially on the network, on CBS, you know, they did the Von Miller bit at the very end. But the more extensive Von Miller interview was actually done on Colbert after yeah, the game was. was over. That was funny. And it, it was funny. It was almost as good as the bit with Obama. But right. I, it was like, here was, here was the story of the game right. in CBS's hands. And it was it was all about trying to get not one reporter but two reporters to get Peyton Manning to say I'm going to retire. And how? But you have to ask that question. That? No, you had to ask the question. The how how question many times do you have to ask it? One time, Tracy Wolfson asked it immediately after the game. Does Nance have to ask it too? Sure. Yes. Why? He answered it already. But you, you have said, to ask said, the question. I'm going Evan. to drink a lot of Budweiser. Now, don't, don't stop it. We don't have to. Product are placement. You getting, are you getting more? Product getting placement. Paid money to mention the name of a beer. Don't mention the name of the beer. He did. Well, I'm just <laughs> quoting what he said. <laughs> oh my, my point God. is, if she's asked the question and he's given that answer, why are we asking the same question again? Because Jim Nance, I think it's his duty to ask that question again. Absolutely. You know why Jim Nance asked that question? Because he knows he's going to be working pretty soon with Peyton Manning. Because when Peyton Manning retires, he's going to be moving into the booth next to Jim Nance. No, no more now, Phil Sims. And that should have been the story. I think that should have been the story. That's a good story. I, I think I think Phil will will retire. I'm not saying. So uh, Phil was ripping the wrong quarterback. He should have been ripping Peyton Manning to try to keep him out of the booth and keep that I, job. You know what? I, should have been I, ripping I, Peyton Manning's larynx out so he could <laughs> keep him out of the booth. I, I think I think Phil is. is, is he has a, a rugged schedule, and I think he's ready to, to pull back a little bit. And But it'll be interesting to see, and we'll, we'll get off this in a minute, if they put Peyton Manning in the number one booth right away. I don't think they will. I think they'll maybe, get, maybe make it a three-man booth a little bit really? for a year or did so. They, did they put Troy in the number one booth immediately? Uh, well, remember when Troy first started working, he worked in a three-man booth. Who was the other analyst with Troy Aikman? I don't know, Barry. Chris Collinsworth. He's pretty good. Yeah. I tell you what, I think Peyton's going to be great. He's got a sense of humor, and he obviously knows what he's doing. I think he'll be great. Yeah, I, well, I mean, in Peyton's, I think Peyton's, at least in the last half of his career, he's been more more loose and carefree with his comments anyway and shown that sense of humor more than Troy did. If that just carries over to the booth. And I think Troy is as good a football analyst as, as we've seen. Pretty good. Ever. Yeah. Um, he's He's great. All right, let's let's ask this question about Peyton Manning because I thought about when Roger Goodell did his shout out to Peyton right from the podium up there. He told Jim, "Hey, just hold up a minute, Jim. Let me talk a little bit. I want to say a few things." And then he says, "You know, for you know, on to uh, he didn't even call him Peyton. What did he call him? I think he called him. He didn't call him the sheriff, did he?" Uh, I've never <laughs> heard him call the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So, but anyway, uh, but here's the thing. What about this HGH investigation? I know what happens to that. You know, uh, you know, we're 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 all really ready to criticize Cam for dabbing and 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 being uh, a little over demonstrative on the field. What about Peyton Manning and using HGH? Exactly. Did well, he or didn't he? I don't know, but I, I, that the source of that story has already recanted. Well, yes, the the, the source did recant, but it, I think that there's 
To me, you think where there's smoke, there's fire. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily so. But I, I think, listen, I don't put anything about uh, get uh, any players about the possibility they might have used something to get better. Right? We've seen that happen over and over Absolutely. and over again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you. I, I l- listen. How many times did Lance Armstrong deny, deny, deny? Yeah, absolutely. And and people continued to investigate. And it wasn't, you know, until one reporter 11 years later uh, basically unraveled the entire lie. So I, I think when you're talking of a player of this magnitude, you can't just say, okay, this guy recanted. We're going to stop our investigation. I, bet, I, I tell you what, I bet it does die now. Now that he retires, he goes off into the sure. sunset, and then, sure. then the people just let it go. Speaking of investigations, we're going to have to get into, um, in, in later podcasts today, we've got Kate Heropolis coming in who had an exclusive with Johnny Manziel's father uh, talking about his, his future in the NFL. We've got Thad Levine from the Rangers coming on to talk about spring training. Before we go, most important thing, Halftime show, thumbs up or down? Oh, I love the halftime show. That was great. You did? Well, here's the thing that I want to know. Here's what I want you to investigate, Mr. Media. Yes. It was my wife. Well, my, don't point at me. The lovely wife, Debbie, pointed this out, too. It didn't look like it was live on television. But it was live. I, 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 sing, why why, why did it look that way? wasn't. <laughs> I would like to point out the singing wasn't. But, yeah, but, all right. But it, it was, I know, it had a filmy look. Yes. It, it, did did, have, it, yes. it, it was it was really int- my wife made the same comment that it, it's such a it's such a uh, uh, either high definition camera or or great angles or whatever but it looked much more like a concert it looked and like show. A f- it had a filming yes but, um, it, but it, it, I, I, it did, I, did not I, look live I, I will I'm say sure this. it was live I, 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 but let, let, let me make a phone call for you make some phone calls would you right Cold, now what I thought was was great about the show was that Coldplay was identified as the uh, lead artist and they were actually the opening act and the most forgettable. Uh, I think if you bring back Bruno Mars and Beyonce every year until they're like too old, like Madonna was, uh, I'll be just fine. That they they are great performers together. Uh, they are great show people. I, I thought it was. I thought that that aspect of it was fabulous. I didn't have any idea how you're going to connect Beyonce and Coldplay and Bruno Mars. The Bruno Mars Beyonce dance off that that worked really well for me. Great stuff. All this man ever wanted to do was be a theater critic. It's, it's, yes. Or a restaurant, or, or, restaurant critic. A restaurant critic. And yeah. you never know, Barry. Really? You never know. How were, the, how were the ribs you made yesterday? I Did didn't you, make ribs, Barry, but you, that's oh, okay. I brisket, made a brisket. You put it all over Facebook. And yeah. Didn't, and you invited no one to your home to eat. That's a long story. But I will say this. <laughs> it was a it was a <laughs> nice nine-and-a-half-pound brisket. Let it smoke for about 13 hours. And I wow. have to say. In the big green egg. In the big green egg, uh, and I, will, I guess I'm going to have to do endorsements for them at some point in time because that <laughs> thing is unbelievable. That, that's that, fried sizzle? barbecue and something right it's, now. It's sizzling. The listen to that. I'm getting pretty adept at this brisket. Oh. thing. I may actually have to invite you guys. <laughs> over. Chef, Chef Evan, when are you going to open up your first restaurant? It's the barbecue restaurant is going to be called Sheldon's. I think Sheldon's, Sheldon's. Barbecue is a great name. Sheldon's. Yeah. Is it some kid you grew up with? That's been- actually my father, but don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, has, has it been used already? You better check. There might be a famous Sheldon's Barbecue in New York already. No, I don't think so. There might be a Sheldon's Deli. Did they call your dad Sheldon or Shelley? Shelley. Shelley. See, there's Shelley's. There you go. Call it that. No, it's going to be Sheldon's Barbecue. <laughs> is it time to go? Sheldon's Barbecue. I and yeah, it, yeah, it's time to go. Let's get on to Thad Levine, uh, and then let's get on to Johnny Manziel talk. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Ballsy, and remember you can follow us on Twitter at Ballsy Podcast. <laughs>